ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks and we suspect that you do too. Because you're a Soulful MBA listener, you can get an audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba for your free audiobook. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA podcast, episode 117. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the biggest mistake we see with new online teachers. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this is a really interesting topic and one that you and I, I think we kind of talk about between us, but it wasn't until you found this article that we both went, ah, this would be such a great podcast entire episode. Yeah. So I kind of love my LinkedIn feed. You know, I have a lot of criticism of social media, but I kind of find myself being drawn into LinkedIn more than other social networks. That's kind of like a whole other conversation. But it's mostly because I've been part of some female founder groups and networking groups. And so now I'm friends with these kind of badass women on LinkedIn. And so they post really interesting stuff. And so I'm also connected with all of like the investors and potential investors we met with when we were in our accelerator, especially all the women. And so I found this article that is sort of the impetus for this podcast episode. It was posted by one of the VC folks that we met. And it's a woman venture capitalist, Judy Lair. And so she was interviewed for a book about startups. And then she posted this this sort of recap of this interview on her LinkedIn. And so it's like the long, long way of saying how we found the article. But <laughs> I think LinkedIn, if you're connected to the right people, is kind of a wealth of information if you poke around in there long enough. Yeah, it's really good. So All right, let's dive in. What is the one mistake? Well, so this article is really about the biggest mistake that startups make. And Judy, who's this venture capitalist that we know, she basically says the biggest problem is universal. And it's that everyone starts off talking about their product and technology. And this is about as boring and mind-numbing, she says, as if she walked up to you at a party and started telling you about her belly button. (laughs) So nobody cares about anybody else's product or anybody else's technology. And and we think this applies to online business too, in the sense that nobody really cares about your course or your membership or your program. How many right? videos like you your have. videos. What they care about is obviously what it can do for them, right? Like they're they're intrigued to the extent that it's useful for them. And so Sandy, you and I were talking about how every time we get a new cohort of teachers or studio owners onto our platform, we end up with these kinds of same questions around 
like video content, video quality, how many videos. It's sort of the exact same laundry list of questions that we get. And, and even though we're a software company and we have new people coming onto our platform all the time, we tend, because we're a business that has some seasonality in it, like there are certain times that more people join Namastream than others, we tend to get like these groups of questions mm-hmm. all at a time. So this is one of those seasons for us. We we do a big influx in sort of December, or January, and then we're left with <laughs> these common questions that we get every few months. And right. they're they're, you know, they're I think what we wanted to say in this episode is that they're kind of the wrong questions. Yeah. And I don't want and so if there's people listening they're probably thinking, but I do know need to know what kind of mic I I have to buy. And yes, true, but there's too much focus on equipment and video quality and the number of videos that I think when people are starting, whether they're planning to launch or they've just launched, they forget about the bigger picture. And that is, what is my story? What is my, how do I tell the story of my new business, my new launch, my new product? How do I attract that person, that paying customer so that I can actually get this off the ground? I just wish that people would just, you know, forget you know, stop focusing on the video and start focusing on the messaging and the storytelling. And that's the way that you're going to grow as opposed to how many videos do I need before I launched? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I would say that we too often obsess over the stuff we can control. This is human nature. So it's much easier, especially if you have any sort of type A or OCD leanings, it's much easier to obsess over something that you can control, which is why we obsess over things like productivity, right? Because it's like, oh, I can make the prettiest list and then I can control my list, but because the entire world around me is chaos. And it's the same thing with your business, right? Like you can sit here and map out on a whiteboard how many videos you're going to have in each module of a course. And that's something you can control and obsess over or the title or the way your the color of your logo or whatever it is. But it's much harder to focus on the stuff you can't control, right? Because that's hard for us mm-hmm. as human it's beings to scary. admit really that we scary. can't control something. And so really what this article talks about is the importance of positioning. So ha- what role do you play in the market? And and as a business owner, you need to see yourself in this marketplace, right? People have most people have finite resources. They're only going to spend a certain amount of money on a given category of goods and services, and you want to make sure that what you're putting out into the world stands out enough that people want to allocate those limited resources toward what you're offering, right? So part of this is finding product market fit, finding the right people for what you're making. But the other side of it is really making sure that you're telling a compelling story so that people see themselves in what you're making. They can see themselves using it. They can visualize the results of having gone through your course or the results of being a member in your membership program or in your group coaching program. And you should, the, the, the stuff that people obsess over or that like we get so many questions about, those are, there. You, you should ask questions. I mean, you, you need to know what camera to buy, but it should be, you know, a 30 minute sort of inquiry. And then you don't think about it again. Like you, you should think about mapping out your content. That's sure. Sure. Of course you should. But the real effort and emphasis should be on what you're making, who you're making it for, and then how do you tell the story of what you've made so that you get more and more people to buy it. 
So for us at Namastream, it would be like if, if somebody met us at a party and, and we were going on about how you can make a coupon with an end <laughs> yeah. date and you can like max out the number of coupons so that you can control how many people use it and you can upload a video and you can create a, like people will zone out as opposed to telling the story of what our users can experience, whether it's, you know, continuing their business while they're nursing a sick child or while they're continuing to teach while they're in, you know, a retreat in Costa Rica or whatever. That's when people can start envisioning a different way of being, a different way of living, you know, extra income. They can reach people that they wanted to help across the continent, but they couldn't before. That's the story that you and I need to be telling, not about feature, 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 feature. So think about what you want to do online and don't talk about the nuts and bolts, but talk about the impact, the pain that you are solving. What beauty, joy, you know, relief are you bringing to those potential customers? That's the sort of the messaging that we want you to focus on and not how high quality your videos are. Mm -hmm. And in the startup world, we talk about this as focusing on the benefits rather than the features. So the mistake that especially so many dudes, so many boys, tech bro dude boys (laughs) make is that they love what they've built and they want to talk about all the features, like how, you know, when they upload an image like to their software, it uploads so much faster because of the way that they've developed special compression software, something that's operating in the back end. Guess what? Most people don't care. I mean, if you're a geek or a nerd, whatever, you might care, but that's that's not who you're selling to, right? So we need to talk about our business in a way that you see how you see and you can imagine how it can change your life. And and you also as wellness professionals or online teachers or coaches, you need to talk about your business and your programs and products and services in terms of the vision that you're selling to the people who buy and consume what you make. And I think it it all starts with to be able to tell your story well or to really develop that position in the marketplace. It all starts with understanding your customer, your avatar, your quintessential client. And I know that this has been talked about, you know, at nauseum on business podcasts and blogs and so on. But it's it you can't get away from it. This is so crucial to understand your potential student and what do they worry about at night? What keeps them awake? What do they wish would happen in their life? How do they wish to feel or be? And that you need to know that inside out and backwards to be able to develop a strong position and a strong story so that you can attract that client. So the next point that we wanted to make that that Judy makes in this interview that we're referencing is she talks about starting early. So, so many people focus on building something first and then when it doesn't sell as well as they had hoped or it doesn't get adopted as quickly as they had hoped, then they come to this realization that they need to focus on positioning and product market fit and storytelling. And often it's it's too late. Like either you've run out of money or you're exhausted from what you've already tried or you feel defeated and you want to give up. So if if that is you, if you are, are in this situation, and we've all been here, Sandy, you and I have definitely been here, where we knew we needed to make changes, like major changes in our company And we were exhausted because we'd been working really, really hard for a long time. And the idea of sort of starting over, whether it's a new brand, like new branding or 
building a new part of our technology, whatever. Like it's daunting to go back to square one when you think you've already reached a certain milestone. But the truth is, is like that's what you have to do to have success. And so if you are just brand new, just thinking about starting a business, like now is when you should think about your story and your positioning in the market, not later. But if you've already started and you're not super satisfied with your results, then it's okay to do it later. It's just you've got to figure out how to motivate yourself to sort of, you know, work through it when it's not all brand new and shiny anymore. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And it, the sooner you do it, the better, the easier it's going to be. You will thank yourself in the years to come. Because uh, to go backwards, you know, to look, if it's not working and to be scrambling for your positioning and your marketing message is, ah, is so much more difficult. So yeah, and and I think just just to talk a little bit about this idea of storytelling, one way to to tell your story is to talk about the individual impacts that your product, program, or service can have on the person who's buying it. But one of the things that Judy points out is she she gives this example in this article of a startup that she was working with called Zuora. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's Z-U-O-R-A. <laughs> Zora. But, yeah, Zora. But she just talks about how it was like this, this imp- like incredible startup to work with because they had a tagline early on that said, we now live in a subscription economy. And so it, it's this whole idea of power in the subscription economy. It's like, it was like some sort of cloud-based program, but it, but it took this kind of like boring technology and it reframed what it did in a super compelling way based on what was, ha- what trend is taking place in our culture. And you know, this is how my brain thinks, Sandy, is like, I don't think about the individual benefits. Like I tend to think at the societal level. And so this kind of marketing or positioning works really well for someone like me. Like I acknowledge, like we do live in a subscription economy. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And that makes me really intrigued about whatever cloud-based computing tool you've developed because, you know, we, we agree. We have a set of beliefs about the way the world works that we agree on from the start. So even though I don't even know if I need your technology, I don't even know if it's a service I need right now, just seeing your messaging, the position that way makes me relate to you because I think we see the world the same way. So there are different ways that you can position yourself or your story, your business, your product in a way that reaches people. And you've got to you know think about what you're building and and figure out at what level to do that, you know, based on your own business model. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy to use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. Yeah, and we are just going through a rebrand with Namastream. And originally, when you first started Namastream, you came up with the tagline, the world is your studio. And I have always, always, always loved that one. That would just, it just, ah, I just loved it. And I remember one of our clients, Michelle Crutchfield, saw that on Instagram and she instantly signed up because of that tagline. And I think, and so we're bringing that back into our new branding because I think it's so powerful and it's exactly what you just described that me as a teacher or a trainer or a coach, 
like the whole world is my studio or gym or clinic, you know, like that sort of that painting that vision of anything is possible. And you are not tied down to one physical studio or brick and mortar location. I think I think it's a super powerful tagline. So those are really hard to come up with, though. That's a good point, Sandy. You know, it's really funny. The the reason we're switching back to that tagline, and we're not totally abandoning our abandoning our other tagline. So for those of you, I don't know, who geek out on following the daily <laughs> occurrences on the Namastream website. <laughs> Decision changing the, each day. Yeah, revision 2.753. You know, our tagline for the last couple of years has been teach online to anyone from anywhere or teach teach to anyone, whatever, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, but I've thought about, you know, like making t-shirts. We haven't made tank tops or t-shirts in a while. And I was thinking like, who's going to wear that on a t-shirt? Like, that's the message that that we like. Like, that's what we want to stand. We want our company to stand for that. But if I were a Namishan client, I wouldn't wear that on a t-shirt. And so I, I, I started to think about like, what message would I want on my tank top? I would want the world as my studio, <laughs> right? Like that's the yeah. belief that I have. Like that's why I became an Amistream teacher. And so I don't know if that little thought exercise is helpful for any of you, but that was a helpful thing for me, a process for me to go through because your tagline, yeah, sure, it should be compelling to you as the business owner, but it should really be compelling to your clients. And so if you put yourself in your client's perspective and you want to think about your storytelling and your brand and your tagline, um, think about like what they would want to wear on a t-shirt. And that, that'll oh, I think help that's you. That's a good exercise. Yeah. I think it really zones it in and doesn't get too feature heavy or like it, it's much more of a dream and a vision and a, a way of being as opposed to do this, click this and, you know, that this yeah. happens. Like, yeah. And I think you know, that's a we great all have way different to different audiences. It. We're all talking to all kinds of different people all the time. But ultimately, your main audience should be your, your quintessential client, your core customer base. And so just keep coming back to that. And if you're just getting started and you don't know who that is, you get to invent it. You get to you get to create a straw man of that person, a straw woman, and then you get to go try to sell it to that person. And eventually, the people that buy what you've built or what you've made or what you've created or what you've architected, those are the people that are the people you should be talking to forever and ever unless your, you know, business requires a major pivot. That's your audience. And the more you just stick with that, stick with that same group of people and drive everything to that group of people, the the faster you'll find success. Yeah. And I think one last point is whatever that messaging or positioning that you land upon, make sure that that is actually what people are going to receive. So don't paint the wrong picture and then deliver something completely different. So just make sure that those are congruent. Oh, yeah, that was her last point in that article. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, so like don't sell, you know, that would be like us saying, okay, sign up for Namastream and you'll make a billion dollars this year. Like of that's going to sell Namastream probably. I mean, to some people, <laughs> like people who have no sense of reality. But, you know, that's a very appealing thing to want to buy. Like, oh, I can, bu- I can pay $125 a month for some software and be a billionaire. But the, the reality is like you won't be, right? Like you've got to work hard. You've got to build a business. Like, we're not selling snake oil here. It's an opportunity. It's a platform. But so yeah, congruence is super important. Okay, let's move into joy and hustle. Okay, you found the joy. I did find the joy. So the joy is something that's a little bit time sensitive. And this podcast is going to be coming out right when this joy is being offered. But it is a program 
that's released by Acumen. There's like the Acumen Plus organization. It's kind of a spinoff of the nonprofit Acumen, which is like a global poverty organization. Anyway, there are great online courses for professional development that you can take at Acumen Plus, or I think it's Plus Acumen. There's a plus sign in front of it, not behind it. (laughs) And there's an upcoming course called Storytelling for Change, and it's free. So that's remarkable. I've done a few Acumen or plus Acumen courses, and I've had really great experiences with them. So this is, it's not a small commitment. It's an eight-week program. Again, it's free. It's three hours a week. It starts February 19th, but it's all about storytelling for change and how to improve your public speaking by uncovering and communicating your personal story. And so even though there's an emphasis here on this program about public speaking, this is really powerful for writing web copy, for podcasting, for telling your story on the internet. And being able to weave your own story into your brand is incredibly important for those of you who are solopreneurs um, or who run small businesses on the internet. So highly recommend it. Uh, We're thinking of signing up and I hope some of you will and let us know how it goes. Yeah, it looks really cool. So in that same vein, The Hustle is a book that you and I both read called Story Brand by Donald Miller. And it's quite a straightforward and simple book, but what it does is it pulls your story out for you. So it goes through all the components of a story. It helps you understand to see you know, like protagonist and antagonist and like who's the the evil one and, and, and sort of the journey and then the outcome, the solution. And I think it uses these sort of components of storytelling, but you apply your business to it. And then it's very clear when you go to write copy or a tagline or an email to your clients that this, this is how you frame it. This is how you tell the story. He also has an online course and he also has in-person workshops, which are incredibly expensive and often sell out and only happen a couple times a year. But that's another thing that you and I would love to go to. Yeah, I would love it. It's like five grand, seven yeah. grand. I don't know. Too much money for us. <laughs> yeah. Rather, and the book is really good. Like yeah, the book, the book you, is really good. Yeah. And I, it's basically, I mean, my take on that book, we, I think we've talked about it before in the podcast. My take on that book is that it's essentially taking Joseph Campbell's like hero's journey and putting it into a framework mm-hmm. that you can follow to take apart your brand story. So I think that Donald Miller uses this framework with big companies. And that's where I think he he puts the emphasis. But there's a lot of smaller online businesses that have started to take his course online and use this book to tell and build their own and stories. I think too, what was helpful for me from that book was like to think about the story of your company, but also to take you know, an individual membership that you want to sell or an individual course and make this, you make a story around that. So you can sort of drill down to like project or specific product or service that you're selling, but also use it sort of that overarching umbrella kind of story for your company. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, folks, we will see you next week. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Bye. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. 
By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free.